Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Loving Family Podcast, where we talk about all things polyamory, parenting, queerness, and love in the modern age. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Modern Loving Family. I am your host with the most numbers of proposals they have been on the receiving end of, Jamie. Congratulations, my love. Congratulations to you, too. Whatever. We're still discussing this. Are we fiancés? Are we partners still? I don't know. We're still Uh, figuring it out. I prefer partnered. Yeah. Yeah. And let's introduce you. Who are you to our new listeners? Hello. I am Carl. I am Jamie's partner. Yes. With a ring on our fingers. Oh, yeah. Whatever whatever we're going to term that as. (laughs) We just spent a glorious weekend in Las Vegas uh, redoing... Um, the Bob weekend. Yes. So for our listeners who are just tuning in, Bob is what we refer to the stroke that Carl had the last time that we tried to go to Vegas. But we saw the show this time. We did. We originally went to Vegas in December to see you two at the sphere. And, um, we instead spent a week in the neuro ICU out there, um, but you have made a miraculous recovery. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were fortunate enough to be able to go back to Vegas and kind of close that chapter. I got a new reboot on life and yeah. uh, really like the life that I have begun to create for myself and around myself and decided I wanted to put a ring on it. Yeah. So we brought a ring with us back to Vegas. And um, during the concert, uh, I was able to get down on one knee yeah. and got back up again. So, hey. <laughs> that's what we're so yay, physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Well, thank you for thank you for recapping us. Kendi, how are you this evening? I'm if I were any better, I'd be twins. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about it. No, I've just been, I'm happy uh, that you all both got to go back. I'm happy that I got to spend some time with the kids. Yes, thank you uh, for that. No, yeah, you're more than welcome. I got to have some quiet time. You know how much I revel in that. Yes. So it's been good. Good. Mm. Well, everyone, we thought we would take this opportunity with all of these happenings going on in our lives to talk about some polyamory green flags. So (laughs) what I have noticed is that a lot of the questions that we get and a lot of content that happens in the polyamorous community, we focus a lot on red flags and what to watch out for and things to be afraid of (laughs) and stuff like that. It's almost as if we live in an atmosphere of fear. I know. (laughs) And all of that is legitimate. Um, I think that there are definitely plenty of opportunities within polyamory to for things to go badly. But there's also a lot of room in polyamory for things to go well. And you also need to be able to identify if you're, you know, in a relationship or you're seeking out relationships. We need to be able to identify our red flags, right? Like we need to be able to identify this is something that is an immediate do not pass go for me, or this is a caution for me. This is a only with certain stipulations kind of thing. But what I want us to kind of focus on is being able to cultivate our green flags, what we should be looking for, what we should be celebrating, because all of that is just as important, if not more important, necessary. I mean, depending on the situation, than the red flags. So, this will help inform our um, 
future online dating profiles <laughs> if we ever decide to come back to oh. our series on dating apps. Yeah. We, we did kind of leave that just dead in the water, didn't we? we? Well, you know, a stroke will do that. It will do that. Um, a, a stroke will really put... A stroke will really put a damper on, you know, your online dating adventures. I I, I had to put the kibosh on you uh, getting on field from your hospital bed in the neuro ICU. So you never know when someone might have physical therapy skills. Wow, man, this wow. man was shopping around. Wow, wow, skills. Anyway, so. We thought we would talk about some of our green flags because obviously Carl and I have escalated our relationship over the past two months. And part of that was, as our toddler um, keeps terming it, your medical emergency, which I, if none of y'all have ever heard a three-year-old say medical emergency. It's adorable. It's it's pretty cute. (laughs) She was very preoccupied with what my tenshiber was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, For a little bit when we got home. Yeah. (laughs) She was very concerned. Um, but yeah, we are, since we kind of are, you know, escalating our relationship, we thought that it would be interesting to kind of look back at not only our relationship, but other relationships that we've had and talk about the green flags and what we look for in our other partners. So Kindy, why don't you kick us off? What's a green flag that you look for in your partners? A green flag for me is someone who is willing to meet my other partner or partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one. F- I'm not one that does don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, uh, very well. Uh, some people do. I'm not one that does parallel polyamory very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm much more accustomed to kitchen table polyamory, KTP, or even garden party polyamory. Where you know, if we, you know, the scenarios, we all, if we're all together and we see each other, we can be cordial without there being any undue tension, things like that. Right. Um, so for me, if <clears throat> if I am seeking partnership with somebody new, if they are like excited about meeting my other partners, then I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is a good, this is a good step in, in the right direction. Yeah. And just to be clear, none of us here believe that kitchen table polyamory is superior. There does seem to be kind of an undercurrent in the polyamory world right now of kitchen table being just like the best form of polyamory. It is a form of polyamory. It does happen to be the form that I think all three of us are the most comfortable with. What do you think? It is. Uh, I'm not sure what form of polyamory is. Um, uh, Cosign a house together. (laughs) (laughs) But we're in that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like the, it's like a step above kitchen table. Escrow polyamory. I like that. Yeah, I mean, equity building polyamory. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been really in any sort of situation that wasn't kitchen table in so long that I don't even know how I would function in a dynamic that wasn't kitchen table. It's just, it's so comfortable to me, and I find that the situations where, and I'm not saying that this can't happen. You can have healthy parallel dynamics. You can have healthy dynamics that aren't kitchen table, but the dynamics that I have personally been involved with that weren't kitchen table were not healthy. And I don't necessarily think that that's, um, that's really surprising because I think that some, I think that there are some people who opt for parallel polyamory because they're wanting to avoid drama rather than like actually 
you know, problem solving and getting to the root of the drama has been what my experience has been. That is not a universal experience. Please don't come for me. (laughs) Um, But I, I, that's what I have found has been my experience in the past. So what about you? What's a green flag for you? Um, I am looking for a partner that is um, encouraging rather than critical. Yeah. Because polyamory is hard. Yeah. (laughs) And they're going to be, especially as you were figuring out your communication dynamic and and your interpersonal Mm -hmm. relationship dynamics, it is going to be fret with peril Mm -hmm. early on. and, And it's going to take a lot of encouragement to make sure that you are not doing things wrong mm-hmm. because you're going to screw up. Yeah. So Jamie, what's a green flag for you uh, when pursuing a new relationship? I say this fully understanding that everyone has to start somewhere, but um, I don't have to be the somewhere that they start. I am not anyone's polyamory training wheels anymore. <laughs> preach about it. I know that you feel similarly about this. I mean, what, what is your reasoning behind it? What is my, probably, well, not probably because of my past experience with a relationship that, um, in was a don't ask, don't tell. Mm -hmm. And it was from somebody that really was not polyamorous, but just was not, satisfied with their with their current relationship yeah and so we tried it and it crashed and burned and it it showed me a lot of things about me that i didn't like um and and i'm still working on to this day but yeah i cannot be someone's like brand new squeaky polyamory toy right and because like i mean i feel like i have ended up in several situations where it was, oh, yeah, I want to try polyamory out. And really, it was just, I'm actually monogamous, but I think you're hot. And I want to sleep with you. And so I'm going to tell you what you want to hear so that I can do that. In There's just been way too many of those, mainly in my 20s. Um, thank God I got smarter in my 30s. Age really does matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not going to be someone's like some monogamous person's temporary diversion anymore. Mm. So what about you? Do you feel similarly? Um, I have not been in a relationship where I, where, you know, I had to make that kind of call. Yeah. Um, I would like to think that I'm open-minded and I'm willing to take somebody where they are. If, if there was an attraction yeah. there, um, I haven't been burned by this enough to make that a boundary that I'm willing to hold. Yeah. See, um, your listeners, I am not open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> the mind is closed. It is narrow. Yeah. It's, it's real narrow at this point. Um, I, I've, I've become too jaded, too jaded. You know, so haven't we all? <laughs> Um, what are some other what are some other green flags for you, Kendi? What's 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 maybe your second green flag? Um, flexibility and understanding of scheduling. Yeah, they don't ha- they don't gotta have a Google Calendar, but they gotta understand that I got a goddamn Google Calendar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 I think it's 
And I do think it's, it's, it's age and station of life. So like if, you know, if I'm pursuing someone that, you know, does not have kids, they may have a lot, they have a lot more different uh, uh, view of what time management is. Mm -hmm. And they may not understand that I can't do everything all the time. Yeah. And, but if I'm dating someone that does have children or maybe older children, so they understand kind of where we are in, in our journey, it, it makes it, you know, it makes it a different conversation. It's not better or worse, but it's a different conversation. Yeah. I feel like the time management thing is multi-layered for me because it's not only just the polyamory factor of like, I have multiple partners. It's I have work. I mean, I don't have a full-time job because I got laid off, but I do still got work. You be working. I be working. You be working. I be hustling. Yurt. But yeah, I've got partners. I have work. I have children. And so all of that, I, I, I definitely agree. And a lot of that is age too. And some of that is just respect as well. Um, I am a person that, you know, I totally get if somebody is a couple of minutes late and I'm not... I haven't bought into capitalism so much that I'm not going to be understanding of, of that. But when we're talking like 30 minutes, hour, that kind of thing, then that begins to really make my life more difficult because everything that I do, I have to make sure that I have childcare for. Mm. And so half an hour to an hour of, you know, being late or whatever could actually really be pretty significant for me. What about you? We've said often that while love is infinite, time and money are not. No. <laughs> so respecting that for us is very important. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, what about other green flags for you? Um, I think a, a big one for me is having a good friend circle. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like um, having a good friend circle and or partners and having mm -hmm. a life outside of me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, that just feels too much pressure if someone is putting like their entire heart and soul into, into my entire being. It feels toxic monogamy. It does feel like that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I am, I am polyamorous because I can't be anything else. Yeah, same. <laughs> and so if I'm put into a situation where I feel like I am someone's end all be all, that is an expectation that I don't want to meet. Right. Because I know what that does to me. Um, on an, an emotional level of yeah. where that, that, that spikes something in me that is not good for my friends and family around me. Yeah. So I know enough about myself now to know that I can't be in, involved or I can't pursue somebody that sees me as their only thing that they have. Yeah, for sure. So something that I, something I treasure um, in, in people I'm interested in is um, and this will come up quite often, right? We are looking for good communicators, mm -hmm. people who can communicate well. And for me, part of that, an important part of good communicating is checking in frequently, right? Is, mm -hmm. is this working? You know, green, green light, yellow light, red light. You know, is, is this too much? Is this overwhelming? Do we need to slow down and stop? Or are we good? Keep going. Yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And that applies to so many different levels of relationship, right? That yeah. that involves, you know, I mean, I think that for many of us, when we hear things like, you know, checking in and things like that, we associate that with intimacy. And that's like one really important aspect. But one thing that I don't think that we talk about enough is, you know, safe words can be for things outside of intimate situations. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you are having a discussion and things are getting too heated, then you can red light your partner and take a stop, pause, take a breather, reevaluate, and actually communicate that out. So I think that that's a really good point. And just the process of getting to know someone and, and learning their communication style. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's important in any, any relationship. But when you are uh, when you are involved with multiple, uh, potentially multiple partners, you have to understand what y- what you can take and mm-hmm. what your partners really need in that moment. Yeah. Um, another green flag for me. This probably should have been the first one. Really, is someone who is out as Polly with at least like mm. some people. Yeah. Like, you ain't you, you ain't gotta be Facebook official, baby, but you got I got some people I gotta know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's a biggie for me. When Carl and I started dating, Carl, you weren't really out, and that was one of my boundaries. Was like you have to start coming out, or we can't really be seriously involved. I'm no longer interested in hiding partners. No. And trying to have cover stories or. You know, one one group for different different people. Right. right. I, I am I am who I am, and and I am proud of the relationships that I'm in. Yeah. It's too exhausting. It is to do it any other it way is. at this point in my life. Well, because you're wearing so many masks. Yeah. Like, God. Ugh. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, a green flag. Another green flag for me would be someone who has a good relationship with at least one of their exes. And I, (laughs) here's my red flag is that I don't have too many exes that I'm friends with. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, I am a walking red flag for that one. Then I do have, I do have a few, um, that, that, you know, we're, we're still okay. Or I have a feeling that there's, you know, a couple of them that if I saw them out in public, like we wouldn't necessarily avoid each other. We wouldn't necessarily have a super long conversation either. But for me, I spent a lot of my 20s dating men who, which I mean, (laughs) red flag right there, right? Mm, Dating men. There's your (laughs) next episode. (laughs) Um, But I I spent a lot of my 20s dating men who, you know, it's, oh, my ex is crazy. And no, your ex isn't crazy. You're just a jackass. (laughs) So whenever I meet somebody and it's, oh, my ex is crazy or, oh, I'm not friends with any of my exes or it all ended badly. And there's not a single story in their dating history of, you know, it just wasn't working out. And so we parted ways then that's just, it's, it's something that isn't necessarily a do not pass go, but my alarm bells are starting to go off at that point. Those are not mutually exclusive situations. Um, they can be crazy and you can be a jackass at the same time. <laughs> that's very true. Hey, you know what? Wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom. Very true. Um, another another green flag for me is someone who has read books or engaged in different polyamory, ethical non-monogamy resources. Maybe they follow people on socials, um, you know, that kind of thing. Somebody who has just kind of gotten into polyamory and hasn't actually done any research about it. it, it, it mm-mm, no. <laughs> 
No. But the, I saw those guys on Succession that were poly, and that sounded really cool. So <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I, I don't know. I, TV, I don't know. Well, and I, I know I fully am aware that the three of us still have to sit down and watch the couple to thruple show. Just it, have to is a very strong set of words. <laughs> I want to, I want us to do it and I want to film it because I want to film our reactions because I feel like they're going to be really something. I've heard some cringy things already. I can't wait. Oh, I've, I've definitely heard some very, very cringy things. The academic curiosity that's bubbling out of you two right now is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help who we are, Kendi. <laughs> I, I know this. I know this. <laughs> I may not be a full-time academic anymore, but I'm still an academic. Research is part of Research your is my catnip. It's, it is. <laughs> okay. Look. But yeah, if if somebody has read books or has an awareness of things like terminology and mm. best practices and things like that, that's a huge green flag for me. I don't want to spend 90% of my relationship educating somebody on polyamory. Like this kind of goes back to the training wheels thing. And I'm willing to date somebody who maybe isn't super experienced in polyamory, but like I do expect them to have done their homework. I don't want to have to educate you on how to do this. I will be patient with you and receptive to you learning, but I'm not going to like be your, be your partner and your relationship coach. If that makes sense. You won't be that father figure. Wow. Thank you for taking it there. I do what I do when I can. Well, something that goes with that is an important green flag for me is having a sense of humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because again, like I said, things are going to go awry. Things are going to get really weird and cringy at times. Mm-hmm. And it's important to laugh through the skid. Yeah. And that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you will absolutely fuck up, y'all. <laughs> there are many absurd moments. That that, I, that we have lived through. Yeah. That we look at and go, that was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no other way to, to, look, at to it. look at it. Right. I mean, there's going to be funny stuff that happens within the polycule or within the relationship. There's also just funny shit that happens to you as a polycule. I oh mean, my God. I think about when we were in the hospital giving birth this past May and the the nurses who just would casually find their way into our room <laughs> who weren't actually our nurses but we're just like oh i'm just gonna come check on you and eventually like we all three realized they're just coming here because they kind of want to snoop we're, we're their circus act <laughs> for the for the evening which is fine i mean we honor curiosity around here but like that kind of shit like you have to be able to have a sense of humor about and we were damn entertaining too we were damn entertaining we were goddamn delights yeah we were we were amazing good job everybody go us we had that baby we did we breathed that baby out we sure did well mostly me but mostly you 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 all you know we held things yeah yeah you filmed it and got ice yeah and got ice and those honestly the crunchy ice at that hospital is oh, the God. best. I want a nugget ice maker so bad. So bad. If anybody out there is listening and wants to date me, that's a green flag is if you buy me a nugget <laughs> ice maker. If you read a book and then you buy a nugget <laughs> ice maker, yeah. you are in it to win it. Yeah, then 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 we can date. Word to the wise. <laughs> Sonic ice for the win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Just a, just a steady supply. Yes, so. that's what we need. 
What's another green flag for you, Kendi? Uh, oh, I think this one, I think we all may agree upon. Someone I can find on social media because I want to know who are our mutuals. <laughs> uh, this one, I'm not sure that that one really matters super Well, let me tell you me, why but... I matched to my black ass. Because okay. I need to research that <laughs> shit. Because you, I need to know uh-huh. who you got in your circle. Uh-huh. Because if some of them people, folks that I used to fuck with, but I don't fuck with no more. We might need to talk about it. I mean, I can see it because, like, I need to know where you were on January 6th. Right. Where were you? On, <laughs> we're asking you, where were you on January 6th? If, and if we have to say the year, then we know where you were. Yeah. <laughs> if you were wearing a pelt or and or paint on your face and you were in our nation's capital, it, it just... Yeah. It's not you. No, it is. It, it is. is. It's, it's it absolutely is. you. 100%. Yeah. What about, what about you? What's another green flag? So I not only need someone who is woke, but is aware of their own privilege. Yeah, I need I need them to understand that that polyamory is is certainly a privilege, and being able to date in a polyamorous space, yeah, is a privilege that um, is important to acknowledge and try to work through. Well, and that kind of leads into one of my green flags, which is if somebody says that they're not political, that's a red flag for me. If somebody is political, it's a huge green flag for me mm-hmm. because polyamory is political. Yeah. There is absolutely no getting away from this. Um, this is my hot take of the evening, probably my hottest take of the evening. <laughs> but um, I see forever in like the, you know, polyam subreddits, groups, whatever, people be like, well, I'm not political like you should be. You're literally in a relationship <laughs> style that is against... That bucks the system, that is against the norm. That can be a tool of anti-capitalism. I mean, their polyamory is so political. And if you don't acknowledge that, and if you're not advancing, if you're not trying to advance the underprivileged that, <laughs> I mean, then I, I, I don't fucks with you. Mm. I'm absolutely not, so... Or disabling the privileges that you have, mm-hmm. right? Working to make the system more equitable and more fair for all of us. Right, right. 100%. I mean, and so if if you think that you can't be political, and I mean, there are certain political opinions that we do not share on this podcast because we live in a state that does not allow us to share those opinions with two of us who are state employees, and that is all I will say about that. Um, but if you are not working to actively dismantle the system, then I'm sorry, but that's not really ethical as somebody who is engaging in supposedly ethical non-monogamy. Mm. That's incredibly woke of you. <laughs> Maybe there's hope for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Polyamory newbies, rejoice. Here we are. What are some other green flags that you have, Kendi? Um, I don't know if I would have said this before my own coming out journey, but someone mm-hmm. who is queer. Yeah. Um, whatever the gender may be, what, whatever, whatever. But I have dated and been engaged with people who are not queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have dated and engaged with people who are queer. And I can say that my experience was far more, uh, I, I feel open and honest mm-hmm. with people who were queer because we were not afraid to just let our truths fly. Right. Um, and I and and so for me, in my journey where I am right now, I need that. 
And yeah. I need that kind of openness. I need that kind of, of truth and transparency because I know how it is to not be in that situation. Yeah. Well, you know, that resonates with me because I have said many times that Carl is the absolute last straight person that I will ever date. <laughs> and I mean, you, you, I said yes to that date because you work so hard to dismantle your privilege and you are maybe the truest ally I have ever seen out mm -hmm. of a straight person. And so like, that is the only reason why we are sitting here today. But I definitely agree with you. And I think that if the person wasn't queer, but maybe with some other sort of minority had some sort of intersection mm -hmm. of yeah. diversity, maybe I would consider it. But uh, I don't know. At this point in time, like I, I genuinely just feel it, it's 2024 and we are dealing with some things in our country that I never thought I would see in my lifetime that I thought that we were actively dismantling. I feel safer with a queer person. Yeah. So. Got in right before the door shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Good stuck job. That, stuck that foot in there. Like, yeah. oh, oh. can I ask you a quick question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. My next green flag is one that um, um, I will do a, sh a shameless plug for our merch. <laughs> Um, you too can uh, get yourself a t-shirt. Go check our um, The Modern Loving Family on socials where, and find where you too can get your own Modern Loving Family t-shirt uh, with our motto, uh, get your ass to therapy. And if you are not getting your ass to therapy, you can get your ass out of my inbox. <laughs> Because my inbox is so full. <laughs> well, if it wasn't before, it's going to be now. The delivery is just fucking <gasps> beautiful. I oh, I just keep keep this up, keep this up. Yeah, you had dry humor before the stroke, but honestly, it's it's really only improved. Yeah. So I'm happy with where this is. Yeah, personally. but I I agree. I mean, it is an automatic like yes for me if somebody has been like, oh, I yeah. Man, I had some shit that I went through, went to therapy, worked my way through it. I definitely have worked my way through therapy, dismantling my relationship with various narcissists that I had in my life and had in my life um, in my younger years. And that is why I am the person that I am today and that I am as okay as I am today. Notice that I didn't say great, but I'm okay. So proudly show off your therapy, therapized status with your modern loving family t-shirt <laughs> available on t-shirt public yeah available com. on t public yes. so yeah head to our link tree and buy your own it's at the top yeah <laughs> yeah um a really big green flag for me and i think that this is one that we all share is if you are you know dating someone or starting to date someone a green flag for me is feeling good about telling other people about them, whether it's you two or my friends or whoever, if I can like be like, Hey, so-and-so just told me this really funny story. Do you want to hear it? And I don't feel like I need to reserve that. Hmm. Then that's an automatic green flag for me. Cause that's again, layers, right? It means that y'all feel good about them. I feel good about them. 
We want to share each other's joy. Right. That's one of the perks of this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compersion, baby. Oh, yeah. What about you, Candy? Any other final green flags for you? Um, we talked a little bit about this earlier about um, not doing don't ask, don't tell relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my my last one is a potential partner talks about their other partner or partners with kindness, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever flaws they may have. Yeah, they are always speaking about them with kindness yeah. and grace. And not trying to paint them in any light that would make me see negative or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I feel that's that's very important because as we are navigating communication skills in all of our different relationships, it's important to be kind. Yeah. And I think (laughs) this is one that I struggle with. I try not to talk about my other partners to my other partners in a bad way. If I'm like frustrated or something like that, I really try hard not to share that. I don't always succeed. (laughs) I will be. None of us are perfect. Yeah. None of us are perfect. And also, I mean, we're so entwined in each other's lives that it's just, it's going to happen. But even in doing that, I always try to like show the full picture (laughs) And speak with kindness and speak from a place of love. Even if I am like having a moment of like, Hey, I really need to vent real quick. Um, but I do try to take that venting outside of the polycule if I need to. So I have not always been successful at that and I'm working at it. I'm getting better. Yeah. I know that we've talked about this before that you felt like you weren't necessarily a great hinge. I think that you, I think you tried really hard. I would be better. Yeah. I think you would be too, honestly. So Mm -hmm. do you have any final green flags you want to share with us? Um, I definitely want a partner that has a certain amount of autonomy over themselves. I don't, it seems tiring to, to wait for them to check in about every little thing with their other partners. Is it okay if I stay the night if is it okay if I go here is it okay if I go there without having to worry about oh you being a grown-ass adult yeah and that kind of feels I like a l- dating grown-ass adults yeah and that kind of feels like it gets a little bit into hierarchy mm-hmm. which is one of those things somebody who says I am in a non-hierarchical polyamory situation is a green flag for me because we I mean there is inherent poly, um, inherent hierarchy in our polycule, just because like we are legally married, we are not, but we have taken other legal steps to make sure that we are taken care of. And so anything outside of the two of you is there's automatically going to be a little bit of hierarchy, but within our polycule, we try to dismantle that. And we try not to put anybody's feelings above anybody else's. Correct. Even if there are other forms of hierarchy at play, we live in a world that exists under capitalism, And so things like, you know, marrying for, you know, making sure that we can do tax things and stuff like that. That's always going to be a factor. So any other final green flags that you would like to share? Someone who does not refer to themselves as clean. I was going to say that. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, When discussing things of an intimate nature. Yes. If you ask someone about their STI status and they say, I'm clean. That that has ick vibes to me. I, just, I don't know why. It just it makes me 
Oh, I'll tell you why. Because all. STIs aren't a moral issue. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> and so referring to someone who has one as dirty or unclean or somehow morally not as good as you is real ick vibes. That was me just putting it on the T, actually. I just wanted to hear you put that you out You just there. wanted to hear me go on my rant about I'm, this. I like your soapbox. <laughs> Feel free to be dirty in other ways. But... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's why we talked about the stoplight system earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode over green flags. We are really super happy that we have embraced our green flags. Um, You know, obviously we talk about these things, you know, for the beginning of a relationship and looking for those green flags of, you know, wanting to actually engage in a relationship with this person. But these are also green flags for, you know, maybe it's a sign that you should escalate the relationship. Uh, now, if you want to escalate things the way that we have done, you might just want to get on the elevator and just punch the top floor um, as of late because, you know, we're doing rings and buying <clears throat> houses and things. Strap the rocket to your back. Yeah, exactly. Go. No need for a medical emergency, though. Yeah, if you could skip that, I would highly recommend it. Um, highly recommend it. And if you don't skip it, please make sure your legalities are in place before said medical emergency you take nothing else from this podcast so we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the modern loving family please check us out on socials we are on all the platforms that you can think of we're on facebook we're on tiktok we're on instagram and you can head to our profile on our instagram especially it's very visible there and you can hit up our link tree and that will give you links to things like our t public site where you can order your very own take your ass to therapy t-shirt um and I think that there's also other products, maybe. I can't you remember how far I, yeah. yeah. I can't remember how far I got into it. But, um, but it I, was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm, yes. You can also do things like buy us a cup of coffee or leave us a tip on Cash App because this is not free to produce, make, etc. So if you would like to continue hearing the podcast, we would love to hear from you in the form of cash. Buying a house is not cheap, everybody. So until next time, friends, thank you so much. Be safe. Be well. Bye. Love y'all. Mean it. Always.